Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand-select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today we are flashing back to episode number 98 with the incomparable Tim Nikolaev. You can't have a conversation with Tim that isn't thought-provoking and inspiring, and this conversation is a perfect example. Tim was a successful Cutco sales rep turned prolific real estate investor. He now teaches three classes in the MBA program at the exclusive Acton School of Business, where he has been named Teacher of the Year. Acton is a school that teaches exclusively in the Socratic manner. Everything is a discussion between the brilliant minds that are already in the room. Tim has gotten to lead countless of these deep conversations. In this short snippet, Tim starts by covering how he realized that most of the answers we need are on the inside, and he explains a little of what he does at Acton. He proceeds to share some deep insights that have come out of some powerful conversations he's had in his life, and he shares a critical concept about aligning your life with your genius zone. This is definitely one of those episodes that you'll want to listen to again and again. I know you will get tremendous value from this flashback episode, and I ask that you share it with others in your network today. You can also consider supporting one of our sponsors by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. You'll find discounts there for Organifi, something I use all the time, as well as Brain Fuel and Good Weather Wine, which were founded and run by Cutco Vector alums. To hear more from Tim Nikolaev, remember to revisit our full conversation at episode number 95. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing with Acton School of Business. Tell us how you got into it and some of the things you're doing now. So when I moved to the States, that's why it's, I think it's important to, to see other people who have done well. And it, it can click just subconsciously that you can do the same, which is why I appreciate the podcast that you, know, that you put together. I remember reading a book. I think it's called Founder Stories or something like that. Jessica Levinston wrote it. And there was a story about Max Levchin, who was the founder of PayPal. Uh, he was a co-founder of PayPal. And he was this Ukrainian guy that immigrated about the same age and was able to have this amazing career. And he was kind of you know geeky, and um, I was a little bit too. So when I, when I read about that, I was like, hey, you know what? This is something that I can do. And this whole world of San Francisco opened up to me. And I've made friends with some people in the Valley in kind of uh, the tech sector, which is where I thought I wanted to, to go. I've met a lot of people who were happy and didn't make a lot of money. I've met a lot of people who were happy, who were unhappy and did not make a lot of money. I've met a lot of people who were making a lot of money and were really unhappy. That was a big chunk. And then sometimes I met people who made a lot of money and were really happy. 
Right. And that's where I really listened. I was able to meet some incredible people in the industry and ask them all of these questions. Because my thought was, right, they have my answers. They have the answers for me of what blah, blah, blah means. So I probably talked to five or six you know, billionaires that are really famous people and asked them, hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Same questions I asked my Cutco customers. And what I learned was majority of them had no idea why they were doing what they were doing. They were just doing it for 10 years or there was clear reasons why they were doing it, but they were so subconsciously obvious to me. Like these people were still competing. You know, the people were worth a billion dollars, but they want to be richer than the next guy. And I'm like, that's not, I don't care about that at all. So then I kind of had this realization that the, any of the answers to any of the questions you have really are on the inside and not somewhere else. And you really don't need to chase them. And nor is anybody can give you any answers that pertain to you. They'll be the answers they have for their life. That's why this whole interview was, uh, is, you know, suspect with me sharing any kind of advice because it's only valid for me. The reason I say that is because I found a really beautiful and comfortable place with this acting school of business. I wish I would have found it earlier when I was building my career. It's a school uh, that is founded by Jeff Sandifer. Uh, and a few other teachers out of UT. They basically teach in a Socratic manner. That means they don't answer any questions. Everything is a discussion among the students. The program has been ranked the most competitive MBA program in the country for the last, I don't remember, six, seven, eight years, maybe 10, and the best administered by the staff. So we have some of the most amazing Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs, uh, and really competitive business women and men who come to learn. And all I get to do is ask them questions and listen. Hmm. It's heaven for me. So that's really something that I've been involved in for the last couple of years. I absolutely loved. And it was such a contrast, this idea that, you know, somebody else has the answers for you. Or I have anything that I can actually tell them. And I've learned through experience that things that I'm telling them are not nearly as valuable as when they ask themselves the question or somebody else asks themselves the question and they ponder about it. It's exactly what I would have wanted when I was a kid is to follow my own curiosity. Yeah, really cool. So it seems like you've been able to, to have these very deep conversations, whether it be with you know people in the Silicon Valley that you got yourself around, whether it be with people uh, you know in your other circles or students at Acton. You and I have been a part of groups at Front Row Dads where we've had some pretty deep conversations. Reflecting on those conversations, Tim, are there things that you wish that more people in the world knew or understood? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's a first part of your life when you are trying to find a way, right? A way to get what you want, a way to succeed, a way to whatever. And as you're getting more and more successful, you think to you, it's the way. It is the way how what works for you. And you're excited to share with your wife, with your spouse, with your, you know, whoever. And then sometimes it works. And then at a certain point, you think when you get to a certain part, you're like, okay, well, this is the way. How come I don't have everything that I want? Or how come everything is not perfect? And then you realize, oh, this is just a way. This worked for me, but it's only one way. And that opens up this understanding, which was incredible in active school of business. These are some of the most successful people who build billion dollar companies that sit down and genuinely ask the question 
not because they know the answer. They think they know the answer and they want to get you there, but really because they want to learn. So I think there's a good balance between going after what you want, but having this mind that, you know, as soon as you are sure you want to be right, you're probably afraid. You're probably afraid and you're protecting yourself. And that's why you want to be right. You want to argue about it. You want to prove it. Well, what if the opposite was true? What if the completely opposite of what you're saying was true? And that opens up this whole other path of, huh? And the second thing is I coach basketball now. I got to play basketball a couple of years professionally. And that was a big dream of mine. And I was able to achieve it. And, and there's such a kind of a dilemma is that everybody who starts to play sports wants to win. The only way you really can win if you stop focusing on winning and you start focusing on the process, on your approach mm -hmm. to when you play, when you practice, any of that. And then winning comes as just like a benefit. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes and more often, depending on your career, it comes as a benefit of your approach. So most of us think we'll be so happy once we get something over there or somebody else can give it to us or that happens. It's not true. Financial independence will give you time, but nothing else. It actually is way harder to figure out what you want to do with your life when you can do anything you want. Hmm. Interesting for sure. Yeah. What is something, Tim, that you feel like you wish most people would do that would help move their lives along in a, in a, you know, more towards what they want, more towards what their lives could be. Ask themselves why they want what they want and find another person who is willing to have that discussion. Just like Jim Rohn says, right? When why gets bigger, how it gets easier. Mm -hmm. Most of the times, once you figure out the why, you don't actually need to do the thing. Yeah, I think if we all had people in our life that would be able to have those kinds of deep philosophical conversations with us about why we're doing what we're doing, it can give us all a lot stronger motivations to take the actions we want, or in some cases, it can help steer us in a completely different path altogether. So it will, it might unplug you from the matrix. Yeah. That's a I was deep, just doing more. Yeah. deep, deep insight. Yeah. Tim, how do you think you could see the world being a better place? Here's my thought. I mean, I can really, I haven't dove into history that much. But so I can kind of see several generations, right? My parents, my grandparents. And this is how it seems to me, right? Our grandparents made huge sacrifices, worked and didn't ask any questions, didn't talk about their feelings, didn't even feel their feelings because they were in a state of survival, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe even in America, then spoiled the next generation because we just want our kids to have a better life than we did, right? So then our parents came along. And they were just in this mode. Everything was kind of more easy. It's simple. And they kind of still, okay, I'm going to go to work. But, you know, this is not life or death situation. Then we grew up and we saw our parents maybe working their whole life without really asking why. Not being necessarily always super happy about it. And, you know, but then there's no real danger. Like we're in, you know, most of us are not starving. And then we're here. And that's what I'm a very early millennial. And millennials get so much flack, right, for being, you know, lazy or they don't want to work and all this stuff. And then I'm like, okay, what if the opposite was true? What if we didn't need to work really hard? What if really this point being happy and following, you know, your, you know, your passion is actually beautifully wonderful? 
And what if that exposes actually something to us is that most of the time we're doing things we don't want to do because we think we need to protect ourselves from some kind of danger that maybe doesn't really exist. You know, so now I think the world has this next chapter of opportunity of kind of looking, how can we find our area of genius, which is when the time flies by and you get more energy when you're done going through it. What is an activity that you do when the time flies, you can't count it and you are more energized when you're done. And then can you spend most of your time in that area? I think our grandparents, parents, generations before has allowed us this opportunity, at least in America, to even ask these questions. And I think that's the beautiful part of this next generation is that, oh my God, if you actually put people in a place where they love doing what they do and they became amazing at it, what would happen with the world next. I think it's fascinating to see. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Just to think about that idea of what is the activity that when you're doing it, time flies. And when you're done doing it, you have more energy than you had before you started. That's a, a great thought for people to ponder as we uh, wrap this up here today, Tim. I think that people can really think about that one. And that's a, that's a cool, cool thought yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, that's what I ask myself. For me, it's really aligning the genius zone. And then I identified what it is for me. Then I had to let go of a lot of beliefs that maybe limited me in a sense that why was, why was that not okay? I love having conversations with people. I love helping people achieve their dreams. I don't have to make money from it. I just love the result that it makes in the world. I'm setting up my life in a way where I am spending all of my time, working time in my genius zone or as much as I can. And then giving opportunities to other people to do their genius work in areas that I'm not very good at. So to actually align that idea with my calendar is what the process that I'm in now. Uh, and that's really exciting because then I get to literally live heaven on earth. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 